I went to UT, not the other school. It's so good to be with you all. Uh, I see faces I've never seen before. Thank you. I was looking forward to for Grace and I to get to know you all over the coming years. Pastor Mike, it's a great privilege to, to meet you. The Lord says where one can chase 500, two can chase 1,000, 10,000. I am so glad that God has brought you two together uh, to provide leadership and encourage each other. That's so good. I'm going to do a little bit of a pre-introduction to the pre-introduction. This church, Christ Redeemer, has supported Grace and I in ministry in prayer and in monthly financial giving for many, many years. When we have an opportunity to share about those that are invested in our ministry, there are two churches, our home church in Orlando and this church. And you all are a blessing. You're committed. We are humble and, and very, very much privileged to be able to be your feet and arms and legs in the world of missions. We sense we represent you. We are honored to do so. We bring glory and honor back to you as we share about your church here. Uh, you all are blessed folks, and you've blessed us. And as we talk about the things today, uh, these things that we talk about are the result of your investment in the world, and you claim those. They're, they're your children, your churches, your, your results of what God is doing. And, Jackie, if I could, would you join me for a moment? This is a ministry report of the ministry that we work with, Global Church Movements, a division of Campus Crusade for Christ. This is a 2018 church report. 130,000 churches were planted uh, through our movement and others and your investment. And this is for you to read and to study and to rejoice over. Oh, Lord, look at the pictures. Pictures, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. But thank you all your very special touch in our lives. Yeah. We were last with you January 18th, 2018. I happen to have the notes from that morning. It was great. You remembered it? We're going to do a little test, okay? <laughs> we talked about finding a person of peace and how that's key to opening up new relational networks to expand the gospel and to begin starting churches. We talked about obedience-based Bible study. We talked about the uh, prayer, care, share approach to impacting a neighborhood. Those truths are the truths that produce fruit around the world. Um, so I'm sure Mike recorded the sermon that day, and you can go back and listen to it. But uh, it was fun when I went back and reviewed the notes of what we had shared and talked about Good. We're going to move one step beyond that today and talk about what the results are and then the life of a church uh, as it moves forward. Um, before I do, I want to share with you kind of where we have been, and this is a report to you of what God has done through us. And do you all mind if I stand down here? Is this okay? Okay, you can see me. I can see each of you. Okay. Since we were last with you, We've had the opportunity to be in a number of different locations and a number of different settings and to be able to be blessed by those that we were with. In early January or early 2018, we had the privilege of 
being in the Philippines and drawing together uh, over 200 of our church leaders, church planting leaders from around the Asia and other parts of the world to spend a week in-depth studying best practices, what God is doing, and rejoicing at what he's doing, and then laying the foundation for the next two years. A wonderful, wonderful time. Grace particularly enjoyed it because it was in her home country, and we got some time with her family uh, while we were there also. But that was, that was a bonus. In October that year, Grace and I had the opportunity to do a church planters training in Azerbaijan. Now, I have discovered that many Texans, our geography doesn't go that far. And uh, if I were to ask you today to point on the map where Azerbaijan is, okay, not only did I have to find it on the map, we had to figure out how to get there. And the capital is Baku. And we had a wonderful time. The, the language of training was Russian. This is a former Soviet republic. And we had 30 people together to talk about how to plant churches. It's 10 million people in the country, 5,000 Christians who are scattered. They don't know each other. And the 25 that we drew together, many of them had never known they were Christians in the same city, the same neighborhood, or the next town over. God is at work in that country. He's building his kingdom. One of the things that we do in our training process is actually put into practice the aspect of finding a person of peace and a prayer walk. And so one of the afternoons we said, okay, tonight, we're going to give you some dinner money, and you go to the food courts, you go to the stalls, have dinner, and in that country that's so crowded in those little places, uh, it's kind of like a McDonald's here. You sit down, and you got three chairs vacant, three people join you, and you have a chance to talk and share with them. And one couple had the opportunity to sit, a couple sat down with them. They began talking about spiritual things. God opened the door for that conversation, had a wonderful conversation about knowing Christ personally. That couple left. The man from the next table leaned over and said, I've been listening to what you've been talking about. I'm very interested. Please tell me more. He did so, and as they finished, they asked, great, may we have your contact information so that we can stay in touch with you and, and talk more about this. And he said, I'm sorry, I, I can't give that to you. Um, I may contact you, but I'm a policeman and uh, I, I can't give you my contact information. Now, in that country, it's quasi-freedom for Christians. It's illegal for a foreigner to share his faith, uh, but they could. But that was a high-risk environment setting, not knowing if he was going to turn them on for sharing openly in that country. Instead, he said, thank you for sharing with me. I may be in contact with you. And when they came back the next morning to our training process and shared that, man, the faith level that people just went up and up. God was faithful to open that door in a very special way. And your assignment this afternoon is to go get that globe out of your children's closet and look up Azerbaijan, okay? And the capital is Baku. In December, we had the chance to go to Myanmar. And uh, for those of us that are another generation, that's Burma, uh, but in Myanmar, and celebrate the 30th anniversary of our movement's history in Myanmar. Now, our history goes back further than that. My first time in there was in 1977, but 400 Christian leaders came together to celebrate what God was doing. And he's doing some great things in that country, but there are some tragic things also happening. On Monday, Grace and I were uh, in a church in North Dallas, Grand Prairie, I guess it was, 
with 60 others to talk about a major thrust into Myanmar this coming year, starting in January. YWAM was there, Antioch missions out of Waco were there. We were there as global church movements. Francis John was there representing his movement. And we spent a day talking about putting feet to ground in Myanmar during this coming year. We brought our Myanmar director, Saul Paul Joe, to be with us that day to talk about what was happening and pray for that country. The Boma, the million Muslim people have been very unresponsive. You have the tragedy of the Muslim people, the Rohingya people, who have been genocide against them by the, the, the army of Myanmar. And you've got hundreds of thousands of refugees now in Bangladesh of Muslims people. So we spent Monday talking about what is God going to do in that country through us, normal people, to see God's kingdom exploded. And you're going to have a part in that as we pursue that partnership. Then we had a chance to go to Vietnam for a couple of days and to meet with our workers there. Uh, those are underground churches. We couldn't visit them. We had them come in and spend lunchtime with us. But what a blessing. God's hand is moving across that country. And I want to go back to Myanmar for a moment. In the last couple of years, since the army has stepped aside, uh, God's been working. There are now three of the head parliamentary leaders who are Christians and witnessing to the prime minister. God is working at that level, not just those in the, in the farms. God is at work. We went then uh, later last year to Antalya. Which country is that in? Okay, where's, where's the map? Okay, okay. Turkey. Uh, Antolia. Okay. Antolia. We were able to bring in our Stan Republic people, which is an area now that Grace are investing in and working with. That's Turkey, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, um, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan. And bring those people in to give them a week of freedom to share, to sing praises, to rejoice out loud, because in their countries, they can't. It's hard, very hard, very difficult. Wonderful blessings to be with them and talk more about church planning. Uh, first week of this month, uh, Grace and I were in Greece, in Thessaloniki, and we, again, we brought in our global leaders together. We had just under 300 from 84 countries. But again, talk about what God is doing and how can we move forward and move more effectively to see churches planted. Now, when we talk about churches, and you remember this from January 18th, January 28, 2018, we describe a church, not a building, not paid staff, 10 or more people meeting regularly for worship, an appointed leader. They're committed to ministry, both word and deed, and they're self-sustaining. Friday night, or Friday night, we were in a, a community group of a family in Dallas. There were 10 people in the room, living room, talking, sharing, praying together. That's the picture of the church outside of major cities. And that's the church that's expanding and growing and accelerating. So when we talk about church, uh, it's, it's that growing body of believers, those Christ followers who are excited about what God is doing. Okay. So that's a quick update. Uh, November will be in Ethiopia with another group of people. But everywhere that God is at work, you have a part of that, and thank you. Now, understand that you were in Acts 17. Have been for how long? Okay. 
we're going to do so. I'm going to give you a quick walkthrough of the book of Acts with a video. And it will show you the journey of Paul, first, second, third journeys. And I want you to watch that carefully and particularly pay attention to Thessaloniki, which is in Acts 17, and Philippi, which was in Acts 16. Mike, would you run that video for us, please? In that region, 22 million people walking 2,400 kilometers in those years. Grace and I had the privilege, uh, again, the first of this week, to be in Thessaloniki. And we spent a day over in Philippi, where Paul was imprisoned. And they don't know exactly where it was. They pointed to a place and said, we think this was the prison location. But to be where he walked, he talked, he was persecuted. And it was very, very special to us to have that time in Philippi. Then to realize he was chased out of Philippi, went to Thessaloniki, began to work with the church there, established the church there. And then the, the people from Philippi followed him and caused a riot in Thessaloniki, and he had to leave Thessaloniki. God was at work. Mike, if you could put up First Thessalonians. Thank you. Uh, a few minutes ago, Jackie asked if you could read. I heard that, and I saw the answer. Would you read with me, please, the first chapter of Thessaloniki, Thessalonians? Paul and Silas and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. With the Holy Spirit and deep conviction, you know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with a joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Acacia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Jesus, who rescued us from the coming wrath, I think that's chapter 2. Let me give a little sidebar here for a moment. I um, am guilty of reading these passages thinking they are addressed to the individual, to you. And our translation kind of leads us to that. If they had really translated, he would have been saying to y'all do these things. The letter was written to the church. An individual, can I apply the lessons? Absolutely. But as you read these letters, they were written to the church. And Mike, if you'll go back to verse 1, yeah. To the church of the, te- of the Texans and Granite Shoals. Okay. To the church of the Texans and Granite Shoals. And I want to just pull out just a couple of thoughts from here. I wish we could spend 
hours in this first chapter. But here's a, here's a church that Paul is writing a letter back to, a church that is suffering, a church that's been persecuted, a church that is struggling, and he writes this letter to encourage them. And look for a couple of key things here. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. Thanking God for each other. Thanking God for the other bodies of believers here, Central Texas, U.S. That's an admonition. Paul says, I remember you and your and my prayers. I mention you continually. And then look at these next three thoughts. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. Further down in the passages, you see that the work that he was referring here to was the giving up of their idols. Step of faith in that culture. Your work produced by faith. Faith works, works faith. Their faith calls them to be involved in changing that city, that society. Their work came out of their faith. Does ours. Do we do what we do because of the faith we have in Jesus? I love that song y'all sang this morning. I'd never heard it before. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. That produces work from faith. Look at the next phrase. Your labor prompted by love. Why do we do the things we do? I am so excited to see the steps that you're taking with the, with the shoe boxes, with the reading program at the school. That's the body of Christ. That's y'all responding with love to the community. That church did that, the church at Thessaloniki. They were prompted by love. And as we walk and drive and see our neighbors and our friends, the love of Christ comes from me to be concerned for them and to reach for them. That's what Paul was saying. He was commending these people for their faithfulness, for the love that was prompted because of their love for Jesus. The next phrase, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you get down to the last two chapters uh, in this book, he's talking about the second coming, the hope of the resurrection. And he's saying your endurance, your faith is established because you know that truth you're hanging on to that truth. What's happening today is not the end. What's happening today is on the beginning. So your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope. That could preach. We could spend a while on that. But that was how he's commending the church that was there. And if you go a little further, we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God that he has chosen y'all because our gospel came to you not simply with words but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. Do you know that you're chosen by God as a church? To represent him here. 
It's not accidental that you're sitting here this morning. He has chosen us. Chosen y'all. For what? Our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power with the Holy Spirit. If we minister only in our own strength, only in our own name, it counts for nothing. If you minister in the power of the Holy Spirit, empowered by him, equipped by him, going out knowing that it's his love, not your love, but his love, lives are changed and transformed. And then lastly in that section, uh, with deep conviction. There's a lot of strange things happening in our culture here in America today. Things that attack the Christian belief, the Christian faith, challenge you and your faith. How, how can you believe that stuff? How can you still think that that Bible is true? The church at Thessaloniki, Paul said, also, by the power of the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. What's your convictions? Jesus, Son of God, came, gave his life for us as a penalty for sin, was raised that we might have eternal life. That's a conviction. That gives us foundation to minister and to move forward. Great first paragraphs. Okay. Now, I'm going to move to an application of that, not just here in Granite Shoals. I want to show you a video of a dear friend of Grace and I in China and show you how this is working out in that culture, a church that's being persecuted greatly right now. The wonderful ministry of Paul and Silas and Timothy and the others. Thank you that as they came to Thessaloniki, they met Lydia who became the first convert in Europe, a lady, used by God. Thank you for the example of that simple map that shows an entire region being implant, implant, imp, changed by multiplying churches. Help us do the same. Thank you for Sister Micah and her network. Guard her, protect her, allow her ministry to continue. Thank you for the thousands and thousands of multiplying disciples and churches that you've raised up for her and others across the world. Thank you for what you're doing with the church in Azerbaijan and Myanmar and Vietnam and Philippines and uh, Tajikistan and, and Russia and South America, all over Latin America. May what you're doing there be what we will soon see done here in Central Texas. In Christ's name, amen.